Hey Chismosas, I'm Igby. I'm Stephanie. And we are birthday queens. It is birthday queens. Your birthday is coming up. It is coming up. I'm excited for you. So excited. So excited. Turning 25 again. We need to figure out when we're eating and where we're eating. Why do I have to do the work for my birthday? Because you're very picky about where you want to eat. Oh. It says you're the person who was raving about pizza. I'm like, yeah, let's go there. I don't want to go there for my birthday. Because oh. you can have pizza any day. Not delicious gourmet pizza. No. My birthday is above pizza. What am I, okay. five? Again, again, this is why you need to pick out where you want to go for your birthday. Well, Ms. I Piggy. am. Thank you very much. <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome. We are the Cheese McQueens. If you are new to the podcast, chisme means gossip. And we have all the gossip. We have all the tea about married at first sight. Today we are covering season 15, episode 14, the couple's retreat in sunny San Diego. But first, Igby, do you have any chisme? I do. As usual, I mean, it's not good, but I have it. <laughs> That's okay. We'll take it. Slim pickings, as usual. <laughs> Well, let's start with some random stuff. I know last week we talked about the uh, fried chicken festival in New Orleans, and apparently it was a hot ticket because more of our cast members from New Orleans were putting up posts about it, and I guess this festival hosted them as VIPs, so they bit and had a good time. I think it's just the most random sponsorship ever, and I doubt it generated any... um, Ticket sales? Revenue. Yeah. I just thought it was so strange. There, didn't you know they're the top influencers in New Orleans? Well, blow me down, because... <laughs> I don't think I like fried chicken enough to go to a whole festival. Mm, I, well, yeah, I mean, like, you can only do so much. <laughs> right? That's true. And sometimes... <laughs> Are there other fried things? Maybe. Sometimes fried chicken, depending on how it's done makes my tummy hurt good story if it's too much coating i can't no one cares let's move it along (laughs) you know what this is my podcast i'll talk about whatever the fuck i want so if i want to talk about how chicken makes my stomach hurt i'll talk about it and you're gonna listen to it oh jesus or you can press fast forward 30 seconds (laughs) that's what i do when they start talking about shit i don't want to hear about on podcast (laughs) anyway in other random news uh there was an ig story of Chris Collette at a Post Malone show, which totally took me for a loop because I would never guess that that would be something he's into at all. Yeah, me neither. And he had like legit floor seats like up on the stage. So fan, he's like fan. a super, super yeah. fan. Yeah. Like, yeah. He, he dropped some money in it. Yeah. Well, good for him. I mean, he seemed like he was having a good time. Didn't seem like he was with anybody. No. Mm-mm. Oh, yeah. Doesn't he have that chick? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Speculation. Um. Yeah. Well, good for him. I like when Post Malone sings his country stuff. I think that's kind of cool. He has a good take on it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he's rolling her eyes. <laughs> Reddit was in an uproar this week over Jamie Otis. Apparently, she was posting from her uh her annual exam. <laughs> just like why 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 do we need to know this we literally do not need to know this the pictures like panties off the whole nine i was like why this is too much girl no wonder they your job offers ain't are being rescinded (laughs) 
And it wasn't even like there was a spin on it. Like, you know, it's October, breast cancer awareness. Like Mm -hmm. you should be making sure you are getting checked and getting your well woman exams. No, none of that. It was just like, hey, I'm getting pap smear. Look. Girl, what? She's She's bizarre. I could never be so thirsty. I know. There's some Jamie Otis stands and like we're so upset about when Keisha took over for the after party and all that. I'm like, no, I think that was a great choice because she's crazy. Yeah. Well, now people are on a campaign for Kristen. For what? To host something. They just think she's got good energy. She does got and good energy. And we're shenanigans she's... this episode. Yeah, she's pretty funny. Um, I think she's the most normal of the cast. That's for sure. She's articulate. Yeah, I can see that. But I still like Keisha. After party could go away for all I care. I was just, I was like, not that I watch it, but the last season when I watched it, I, I liked it. I enjoyed it. I mean, I take it for what it is now that I buy the episodes and it's only like 15 minutes. Okay, that's fine. But when, like, they say one sentence cut to commercial, no. <laughs> it looks like there was a link up very recently for our ladies from Atlanta. It looks like they all linked up with the exception of Haley for Mika from season 10. Uh, looks like she just had a birthday this weekend or this week so they all hung out together which i always think it's strange when the seasons start Crossing interacting over. with each other yeah it's already bad enough as a season as a group period they like hang out yeah but then when it starts getting people from other other seasons it's it's a lot was so brianna like, there mm-hmm. oh okay belly and all yeah <laughs> yeah so i don't know it looks like they linked up had a good time Good for them. Happy birthday, Mika. Oh, isn't it's Lindsay's birthday too? I remember I saw a post this morning. Today is her last day of 35. So I guess mm. she's got a birthday tomorrow. Have fun in Mexico. Whatever. Bye. Happy birthday with what's his name? Mr. Glass. Yes. <laughs> George Glass. <laughs> Mr. George Glass. Glass. Vanilla Sky. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Speaking of Mexico too, Gil is on his retreat. Hasn't posted a single thing. All he's posted about is a chocolate chip cookies. That's it. There's been no excursions, no guests, no nothing that I've seen. Just, <laughs> I'm in Mexico eating cookies and making mimosas. That's it. Glad I didn't That's... spend my birthday money on that. I know. I was just going to say, I was like, you eat, drink mimosas and eat cookies here. <laughs> That's true. But if somebody's mm-hmm. going to fly me to Mexico to do it, I'll go. This is true. Although when I invited you to a girl's trip in Mexico... And you told me no. Yeah, because I don't like girls. <laughs> yeah, and it wasn't free. So I'm definitely not going. <laughs> if it was free, maybe. <laughs> I could suck it up. The the uh, hotel house thing is free. Mm-hmm. Airbnb is free. Mm-hmm. Nope, not worth it. <laughs> I can't have my own separate space. No, we have to be in a shared house. Absolutely not. <laughs> noted, noted. All right, anything else? The last thing was, you know, we've been going back and forth every week about are they, aren't they, are they, aren't they. This is more indication that Miles and Karen might don't make it. So I know we've been talking about this New Year's uh, trip to Dubai that they announced early this year. And at this point, Miles says, it's a no for me, dog. He will be at home. And... A post that he put up, he says, in an effort to be as protective as possible, I want folks to know that I will not be able to attend the trip to Dubai. I genuinely looked forward to this opportunity and believe that it's going to be a great time with Karen 
and club jet lag. So it looks like the trip is still on, but homeboy isn't going for one reason or another. Mm-hmm. Oh. I think Married at First Sight fan will come out with something because they said that um, as soon as they posted this, a flood of DMs came her, her way. So From who about it? I don't know. I, maybe more details or whatever, but they said there was a, a lot in her inbox and she's, she couldn't go through it in one day. And I was like, oh, so maybe there's more cheese mint on the way. Mm-hmm. We shall see. We shall see. Mm-hmm. I didn't know like there's a whole scandalous nature to Dubai. Like there's like a slave trade and all that kind of stuff there. You are I so know. late. I know. I am super late. So I guess I will never go to Dubai and I guess I'll never watch anything associated with Dubai. That was the whole thing. Everybody was getting flued out there for a minute Mm-mm. and doing something strange for some change. Mm-mm. That sounds awful. Yeah. So yeah, not, not going. I'm down. <laughs> anyway. Looks fantastic. <laughs> Just keep your head down and don't start no shit and you won't have any problems. <laughs> <laughs> what do you have on the docket, ma'am? Well, you, you covered some of my stuff. Um, other things that came across my phone this week. Uh, remember a while back we had said, uh, we had seen a post from Jose saying he's doing big things and there was like a legit camera crew and all that kind of stuff. I do. Well, turns out he was filming a commercial for Milestone Electric, which I assume is a you know, native Houston business there. Wasn't the shoot in Dallas? Whatever. I mean, <laughs> either way, it was, it's not a national thing, you know what I mean? But he got, he scored a commercial, which I think is weird. Like, like why him? Why him? Why is he, is he like intentionally putting his headshot? Does he have an agent? You know, but then they're like, oh yeah, he was also in that Cialis commercial or whatever it was. That wasn't real. How do you know that's not real? I don't think that was real. I think that was Photoshop. <laughs> Trust me. I watch enough streaming services to see all them damn pharmaceutical commercials, and I never saw that. And, you know, I just checked. Uh, you know, like, for Virginia and other people, if you want to book them or whatever, they have, like, the link on, or link tree on their Instagram. He doesn't. So it just it's just interesting. Like, I think he definitely has an agent who's like booking him thing i don't know i feel like for jose a job is a job dollar is a dollar let's keep those <laughs> multiple streams of income coming whatever way possible you're you're probably right um next married at first sight fan posted the remaining schedule for the show so after this episode there is another one called are you my person and then there is like a clip show thing this isn't best friends at first sight slash decision decision day dish then we have uh decision day finale and of course reunion part one and after that reunion part two and slash where are they now so the last episode will be november 9th and we're off for the holidays for a little bit not them stealing a rupaul drag race line what that's like a line like a historic line oh. from drag race this is not rupaul's best friends race well good i don't have to watch this <laughs> shit on thanksgiving again Nope, sure don't, unless they're crazy and have, like, a super big turnaround, which could be. Didn't this season premiere, like, New Year's? Yeah, like the last week of the year. Something like that. Who knows? So next, their kinetic content. I always have a hard time saying that. 
I always want to say kinetic connect, which is wrong. That's what I do say. I don't care anymore. <laughs> Until they write well, me a check, I don't care. <laughs> if I get the name true. right. So now they are advertising, now casting Married at First Sight Denver, which they've been casting for a while. So this tells me that they're struggling trying to fill this up, which also tells me that these aren't really matches. This is just, we're casting a show. Yep. And this is right in line with what we said before, that people are not interested in being made an ass on TV. Mm -hmm. But this is the bed they've made going this route. So it is what it is. All they're going to get is clout chasers and whatever. Should be fun to watch. (laughs) That's all I got. Even we said they're at the point where they're casting the experts too like come mm-hmm. on hot mess well it's a guaranteed shit show going forward so say lovey <laughs> all right well if you have any cheese man go ahead and dm dm us on instagram we are at cheese mcqueens podcast and on twitter we are at cheese mcqueens every wednesday igby live tweets the episode so you should catch her there because it's always a party true even though I was, I was late this week that's okay you still had some gems you know i do what i can Also, if you're enjoying this podcast, make sure you rate, review, subscribe, and share the episode. It helps other chismosas find us on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. So go ahead and give us five stars and there. We'd really appreciate it. All right, let's get into this episode. Married at First Sight, Season 15, Episode 14. Igby, hit me with the title. No hug for you. So before the episode started and I read the title, I immediately thought of the Soup Nazi from Seinfeld. No soup for you, but that's not how he said it. Mm-mm. Cool story, bro. Yeah. <laughs> no hug for you. All right. You want to start us off? Okay. First of all, this episode was just bizarre. It was all over the place. And it, it to me, I was just like, okay, what's really going on here? How much of this is real and how much of this is production? Because some of this stuff was just ridiculous. Like? All of it. <laughs> like this scene right here. We come to Nate and Stasha coming in from a shopping trip and Nate says that it was Stasha's freaky ass idea to get these items from uh, a sex shop. So it looks like they've picked out a flogger and some vibrating panties and, you know, they're deciding to spice it up and pack these for the couple's retreat. While packing, Stasha says that she's excited by the idea of him controlling the vibrating panties while they're in a group situation. (laughs) so i guess nate was right calling her out as the freaky one (laughs) like what is this is this product placement or what because i know like later when they show it they like zoom in on the boxes and oh do they yeah but it's not like i don't i don't know what this is i don't know i think it's it's just salacious and rating grabs you know that's what i think that's what it's coming down to now but I thought it was really funny. She's like, close the door. I don't want anybody to hear us. Except that you're doing all this on national TV, you idiot. <laughs> and I think, I mean, I see where you're coming from with them just trying to be like salacious and whatever. But mm-hmm. the problem is people don't like this. Reddit was on fire with people who were deeply disturbed by this content, period, and did mm-hmm. not want to see it. But I mean, I guess. Oh, do you want to go further? So do you think because Nate is an obvious clout chaser. Stasha does not mind this. I think she's borderline clout chaser as well. This is a like a vibe for more screen time because they know. They know this is going to make the cut. They have to film all these hours and they want their stuff to be shown. I guess, but to what extent are you going to go, man? <laughs> 
you know, orgasming on TV. Her mom must be proud. <laughs> I know, especially when you're like presenting yourself as this like classy, bougie lady, but then you're just a freako at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. You almost had us fooled, Stasha. <laughs> Talking about what's what's ratchet, bitch. You know what ratchet is. <laughs> and Mitch is like, yeah, that's that's it. <laughs> Did you know Dr. Viviana is hawking lube now? This reminded me of that. I saw an ad. Yeah, yeah. I know she partnered with um, like a sex positive company, sex toy company, something like that. I'm not really sure. I didn't grab what the company was called, but yeah, I know she's hawking that. I mean, it's on brand with her, what she does. Yeah. It's not like she's a, I don't know. Pastor Cow. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) exactly. If he did it, that'd be strange. Or Dr. Pepper. A woman (laughs) of a certain age. (laughs) <laughs> too far too far anyway back to the show next we see justin and alexis uh justin says that he hopes during the retreat you know they might get some time the guys with the guys the girls with the girls maybe hang out and play monopoly i too like alexis was confused like what guys night equals monopoly okay so i have a friend and you know him very well tell my my stepson when he was young like eight years old like you say, oh, what did you do this weekend? He's like, oh, I just played Monopoly. And he thought it was funny because he was, he it was code for jerking off and playing Monopoly because you know how you roll the dice. That's disgusting. It is disgusting. And he thought it was funny. So my son said, oh, how do you play Monopoly by yourself? And it's because he's talking about masturbation. And he thought it was hilarious because it went way over his head. It went over my head, too, um, until my husband had to explain it. Yeah, that's gross. Yeah, it's pretty gross. But that's what I thought of when he was talking about growing and playing Monopoly. <laughs> well, then I thought about it some more. And I was like, well, between Justin and Miguel, yeah. board game night might not be a stretch. Nate would be like, fuck this. For real. Where the strippers at? Yep. Uh, next, we see Mitch and Kristen. Mitch is hoping that on the ride up to the retreat, which is about an hour, they can talk in the car and hopefully have some kind of resolution since they're going to finally, you know, have some alone time. Kristen says that she does not want a repeat of the pool party during the couple's retreat. She wants this to be a positive experience overall. And she feels like this is her and Mitch's last ditch effort to try and make things work. Uh, Lastly, we see Lindy and Miguel. This is when it's revealed that Lindy is kind of the focus or the inspiration for the theme of the couple's retreat. They figured that Lindy never got to experience prom, so they're gonna throw her one. And we see that Miguel has brought her this backless sequined gown that I guess they saw when they were shopping for the housewarming party at the costume mm-hmm. place. So of course she thinks this is extremely sweet and is so happy and they give you know hug and kiss and all that. And that's when we see everybody leaving their apartments to get on the road to head on up to wherever this retreat was. They didn't really say. Oh, yeah. I didn't, you know, usually we both kind of figure it out and look into it more. But, you know, I didn't even bother. (laughs) I thought about it, but there was nothing really pointing me in a direction. Yeah, usually it pops up on Reddit and that's how we figure it out. But meh, meh. Yeah, because there's usually usually some kind of signage or something. But this time they had nothing. It was just a house on the hill. Did you notice that all the women drove? to the retreat no <laughs> I did. that's interesting what does that mean what does that say to you they're staring they're, they're driving the ship they're in control they're in control they're the ones trying to make this work in their relationship trying harder than the the guys i don't know making sure they can't escape like zach <laughs> zach that, 
Woo, the couples retreat of all couples retreats. That was awesome. That was great. Well, we didn't get that this time. I just remember Ryan being like, what did I do? <laughs> Michaela's flipping shit. Oh, man, it was great. We do see little clips of them in the cars. Miguel and Lindy and Justin and Alexis are just wanting to have some alone time together. And that would, that's their primary focus uh, during this weekend. And so are Sasha and Nate because Nate is ready to bust out a butt plug. Is this a joke or is this serious? I'm not sure at this point. I miss that. He definitely said it. And she's like, stop talking. <laughs> Wait, who's, who's is it going into? I, again. <laughs> who knows at this point who's plugging who Blah. too much <laughs> uh, but as i said before Kristen and mitch are definitely having a more serious conversation than everybody else Kristen says that every time they do an activity it they end up going at it uh, she says that she tries to go into these activities with the most optimistic energy and then somewhere along the line it just takes a hard left and things just fall off. Kristen says that she reacted the way she did at the pool party because Mitch had the opportunity to clear the air and he didn't. And that's what triggered her and she went off. She apologizes to him for, you know, her reaction basically. And he says he understands her going into the party. She was already upset and it made him feel attacked and kind of thrown under the bus because she was saying things that he never said like to the group. Mm-hmm. And then they show a clip of the like CCTV camera footage from the apartment where Mitch is telling Kristen that he's confused about how his conversation with Rachel, which is Kristen's sister, was then translated back to Kristen, basically insinuating Rachel was kind of mincing his words a little bit and maybe putting, I don't know, her own spin on what he said. He says that he does take responsibility for his position in the situation because he shouldn't have had the conversation with Rachel because he hadn't talked to Kristen about it first. Kristen says, all she wants is for Mitch to say that he thinks she's beautiful inside and out and mean that. And she wasn't getting that. This is when Mitch says he felt like a puppet in the situation and that doesn't work for him. We know he does not like to be told what to do. But he does say that he sees a lot of great qualities in Kristen. He thinks that she's smart, uh, that she's really fun to be around, and she's an all-around great partner. Kristen says thank you because this is what I've been wanting to hear for the last six weeks. This is it. <laughs> Finally. It's really telling for Mitch and why he's been so unsuccessful in the past. He can't do simple affirmation for her, like reassurance, building her up as a partner. He can't do simple things like, man, you look good today. I love that dress on you. Nothing. <laughs> simple, simple things. And, and that makes me question if he... I, I know they're kind of touchy-feely. You would think they that's... They were more so this episode. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know, like in the past... If that's probably something that's a, a love language to Kristen too, like knowing that her partner is attracted to her and having that reassurance. So that's just like a for sure sign that he's never been in a functional, real relationship. Well, there you go. So they start arriving at the retreat house. And like we said before, it's this beautiful, big giant mansion on the hill. Once everybody gets there, they all kind of gather in the kitchen around the island and they greet each other. Now, this scene brought up some stuff online as well, as far as Nate and Alexis. What's going on? What's their relationship? Because when he comes into the scene, because they're the last couple to arrive, uh, Stasha mm -hmm. and Nate, and he goes to hug Alexis and she like punches him in the shoulder. Hmm. And we see in this episode and in the preview for next week, 
how he feels about her and how he talks about Alexis. Oh, yeah. He's not shy about it. Not very favorable. Mm-mm. So oh, I kind of wonder what their dynamic is. I really love um, Stasha's face when she sa- when he says that she's a snitch and she's like, oh, <laughs> like you really did say that on camera. <laughs> and there was that rumor that Nate and Justin got into it quite a bit during yeah. the season. Yeah, but we haven't seen that yet. Jeez. You know, this magical editing they love to do. Hmm. So I don't know. It just put a question mark in a lot of people's minds yeah. about what's going on there. Anyway, they start chit-chatting. Uh, Kristen and Mitch say that they're in a good place now. They had a really good drive up. They've made some pinky promises to each other and put everything out on the table. Mitch said some nice validating things that Kristen's been asking him to say for, you know, the last couple of months. Uh, this is when Alexis asked the group what they want out of the entire weekend and what they're looking forward to. Lindy says that she's excited to get ready for her prom because her school didn't allow formal dances. She lived in the Footloose town. <laughs> and this is when Stasha says she brought a gift for Lindy, which confuses Lindy because she's like, is that what you do at prom? <laughs> and uh, they're like, no. But yeah, I don't know what Nate and Stasha are doing with this gift. It's weird. It's weird. It's, but it is. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about it later. So next we see a montage of everybody getting ready and getting all glammed up for the prom. Lindy says she's really excited about the theme and she thinks that it's really cute and very thoughtful that uh, Miguel literally planned this special night, especially for her, especially with decision day coming up so soon. And, you know, she really appreciates everybody participating because of course it's a new experience for her, but they've all been through this. Yeah. She's really like smitten by the idea of it. That he came up by himself um no help with production whatsoever Mm -mm. (laughs) this was all his idea well i mean it could have been he He could have brought this to the producers yeah it is thoughtful at times uh i mean he is thoughtful at times um so maybe maybe he did and they just made it happen Mm -hmm. they just elevated it who knows so next they oh god they cut to justin and alexis who are getting ready justin is trying to help alexis with her shoe now as much as I do not like her, I can't deny she looked great. She looked amazing. Even though I'm tired of seeing her titties hang out of every single outfit she puts on every single day. <laughs> the dress was cute. The shoes were cute. The head wrap was cute. Yeah. You, you was, can't, I can't deny it. It was a good look. If she just didn't talk, it'd be perfect. <laughs> and Justin looked like Justin. Like all the guys' looks were whatever. I, they're not memorable. I don't remember anybody's outfit except for Nate's shoes are sparkly. That's all I remember. And and the two little two little braids are back on his forehead. <laughs> I'm so glad he cut it. But yeah, the I mean, even the girls like Kristen was bothering me with not having the right undergarments for her dress. <laughs> like your black bra hanging out, your bright orange dress. I didn't not even cute. notice. Oh my god, it annoyed me. <laughs> Stasha was a little over the top for me. It was a little. I over- loved her dress. I liked it. I mean, it was pretty, but it was kind of a lot. Mm. She took the prom theme too seriously. She got money now. She can splurge. Girl, that dress was in a Zara bag, please. <laughs> well, she made it sound like I bought a gown just for this. Okay. <laughs> so, who had the best look, in your opinion? Alexis. I agree. Yeah, she's stunning. I didn't care for Lindy's dress either. If it was a different color, maybe. I think it was too, like, fleshy peach tone. 
Mm. And it just kind of washed her out. I I liked it. I wish it was a little more form-fitting because it did seem a little loose. Mm. I could see that. Yeah, she needed more of a silhouette. But I liked it. It was fun. It was a fun dress. Back to Justin and Alexis. <laughs> oh, God. This is when I'm like, why are you such an asshole? Like, why? Are you surprised? Why do you have to play your husband like this? Like, there was no need for you to say this. So he's trying to strap on the heels and she asks if he's ever done this for a woman before and he's like oh no not really he's explaining what he's trying to do and she's like oh that's interesting because also i noticed uh when we were hooking up the other night you couldn't take my bra off so are you not you not used to doing that either (laughs) and he says well if i can't see it i can't do it it has been a year and a half this is also true so then she starts like teasing him about it basically And he says he would have taken that to the grave. But thanks for just telling everybody. Appreciate it. (laughs) So I said, once again, Alexis is oversharing Justin's business, which is gross. Like, who are you to expose his intimate details? What if he was talking about what you was doing in the bedroom? Mm -hmm. But this is when we get and Well, she asked him if he's ashamed that they've had sex. And he says, no, not at all. This was when we get an ITM where he confirms that they've consummated their marriage. He says that it was just the right timing and feels like it was 10 times better because they waited until they built a connection. Because he's been celibate for however long, it wasn't just sex to him. It was making love and it lasted all night long. Gag. It lasted all night long because we kept stopping and starting again. (laughs) According to Alexa. So then it goes back to them in their room and they're looking at themselves in a mirror. Alexis gets mad at Justin for looking at her titties. And then they say titties like six times between the two of them, which I was like, lifetime, y'all are allowing that? Okay. Testing the waters nowadays. (laughs) But yeah, at this point, they're just being dumb. He's like, oh, I'm looking at you and I'm just admiring your dress and da 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 da. And then they practice their prom pose. They're not leaving space for Jesus at all. So then it goes into the next segment where things get interesting because we're only getting exterior shots of the house, but we're getting audio and like subtitles from Lindy and Miguel. So she asks him how he's doing and he says, you know, I'm just trying to chill. And then we hear Lindy say that the view from the room is so beautiful and she wants him to take a picture of her in the window. Next, we hear her legitimately like whining at him about how she wants him to take the picture and that he's in fact making her mad because he's not doing what she's saying or telling him to do. And this is when Miguel's like, you know, I don't appreciate this tone whatsoever. And she's like, oh no, I was just playing. I was just kidding. And he's like, were you just kidding? (laughs) And she's like, absolutely. It's, you know, why wouldn't you think I'm just joking around? And Miguel's not buying this at all. And asks her if she's sure again and tells her that he's not there to be her professional, personal photographer. Lindy says she doesn't understand why he's so opposed to taking the pictures. But Miguel says, you know, he was laying down, like resting, maybe trying to take a nap, trying to, we hear on the after show later that he was really trying to decompress and had really been having a hard time uh, with work that week and was just trying to regroup basically, because like we've said before, these shoots are long days so i imagine Mm -hmm. any downtime you have you want to take advantage of so he's just trying to like get his head together because he knows he's gonna have to be staying up till three o'clock in the morning filming this stupid ass prom and that they're gonna be the center of attention because it's for lindy yeah 
So he's just trying to like recharge his battery and this and she's whining about wanting to take a picture and not a selfie because she wants the good camera on the phone to be used, not the selfie front facing camera. <laughs> Lindy, you need to get like the young people nowadays and learn how to use the back camera on yourself. All the influencers know how to do that nowadays. She's still learning. She was from Footloose Town. Well, get it together, ma'am. <laughs> uh, but then it goes back to them. Uh, Miguel says, you know, her telling him to take this picture basically was like an F you to him because he is trying to do his thing. But what she wanted to do was more important. So forget what you're feeling. I'm the priority here. And Lindy says that wasn't her intention at all. But Miguel says it's all about context. And this when Lindy's like, I don't want to fight about a stupid picture. It's like, okay. And that's where they end. Mm-mm. Drama. And you would think she would pick that up even during the car ride. Because I'm sure they talk about work and how exhausted he is. And thanks for driving, maybe. Because mm-hmm. I'm so tired. Hmm? But I don't know. She can't, couldn't pick it up. She was trying to get the disco ball dress in the sunlight. It was golden hour. Hello. <laughs> That's more important. Duh. Take your little stupid nap later. So then we get the prom arrivals. I really liked everybody's entrance. And did you notice they have um, in the Chirons, they have the, like, what what, do you, what would you call them? Descriptions. But like, more like high school kind of Superlatives. Superlatives? You would think they, yeah, I guess so. So Lindy and Miguel are the nerds. Accurate. Yeah, very, very accurate. Stasha and Nate, the cool kids. I can see that. Alexis and Justin, this one's a troll. Uh, The jock and her cheerleader. (laughs) Kristen and Mitch, senior class president and fifth year senior. (laughs) Also a troll. Also a troll. Yowza. But they all look great, like I said. Everybody's super impressed with the setup and they're really excited. There's a disco ball, uh, which Mitch says is like mistletoe. Meaning that when you get under it, you kiss. But Kristen says, oh, so when you get under it, you dance. And he's just like, mm-hmm. so they're all, again, looking great. Lindy barrels in, making a grand entrance through that fringe curtain, which I thought was cute. And they ask her what kind of stereotypical prom shenanigans uh, does she know about? And she only knows them from the movies, right? So spiking the punch, stare photos, sex after, um, and just a lot of dancing. And then they do a cheers and a round of shots for Lindy's first prom. And then the prom gets underway. Oh, yeah. I forgot. I was thinking about this episode so hard. I had a damn dream about prom. (laughs) Your prom or this prom? I don't know. A prom. Because (laughs) I I don't even remember who my date was. (laughs) Or the people that were, like, I was with a group of people. I guess it was... If I was on Married at First Sight, <laughs> because before there was like an activity where we were doing like tug of war or some dumb shit like that. And it was like, okay, now we have to get ready for the prom. And I remember there was a doctor who was, who was paired up with a really dumb chick, like a total pinhead. And then there was a guy and I remember he had an all white tuxedo. And because I was like astonished that he didn't get dirty and he had mannequins in a truck well that's strange but that was something to do with his job sure then there was another couple and i remember the woman had red hair and they chose to wear these like indian inspired outfits to the prom but wherever but neither, they... neither one were indian no oh okay <laughs> one was a ginger Eesh. um 
But then like the costumes or outfits or whatever hadn't been rented in so long that the bag that came with the woman's outfit had like a program from 1996 in it. <laughs> so weird. And then the rest of the dream just turned out to be me trying to figure out how to eat keto at the prom. So it was like an adult prom. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It was like me if I was on the show. <laughs> <laughs> or like a wedding reception or something. It was very strange. But no, it was, it was a prom. I think you watched this too much, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> it was very, very strange. And I woke up thinking, why? Why did that happen? Why is this so far in my head? Just lucky, I guess. I guess. Lisa wasn't a nightmare like I normally have. This is true. This is true. <laughs> anyway. So yeah, then uh, prom is underway. They have some yearbooks. Everybody's really enjoying that. Then there's a photo shoot. And Alexis is doing the work for with the photos, getting all the angles. Uh, there's a girl's pick all together where somebody says, look ratchet. And Stasha, again, we says, what's ratchet? And then she does the hand gesture of Clone Angus. And uh, there, Mitch says, yeah, that's, that's it. That's ratchet. Spot on. <laughs> And there's lots of dancing. And then we get into some drama like many proms have. There's always some teenage drama, except these are grown-ass adults. Miguel says that this whole thing is trying. He's not enjoying himself at all. Lindy says she can't say sorry enough. And so this is the first time we see Miguel say that she was gaslighting him, saying that what she did was a joke. When in actuality, she was annoyed. And then she's going back saying that she's annoyed when she realized that he wasn't joking. She says that she was joking. And he's like, yeah, don't talk to me like that ever. Why would you talk to me like that? And again, she says it's a missed joke, a totally missed joke. And again, Miguel says, stop saying it was a joke because you it's not a joke. You said you were annoying. And then Lindy says that, she was really feeling herself. She just wanted a picture. She wanted to capture the moment. She didn't really realize that she was offending him. Miguel says that what offended him was when she yelled at him. The anger inside of her is what really scares him. And she's like, oh, yeah, I, that's not yelling. And he's like, yeah, it, it is yelling. You don't talk to me like that. It's very jarring because that's the first time you've yelled at me. And she's like, yeah, that wasn't yelling. And he goes, and that's what's scary, that he perceives that as an outburst. Her tone went up. And at this point, Lindy is kind of shutting down, giving up a little bit. She's like, yep, I'm fucked up. I'm the biggest fuck up ever. I'm losing you. And he says, like, all right, then you're losing me. Throughout this whole conversation, though, the ladies are watching with open ears. You can see, like, just shots of Stasha, Kristen, Alexis, like, being little chismosas and trying to figure out what's going on with them. At this point, Lindy doesn't know what to say, and Miguel says there's nothing to say. He's communicated what he doesn't like, and that's all they can do. And she doesn't want to lose him every time she does something wrong. She feels like a total idiot. Um, he then asks if she felt annoyed or frustrated or irritated, and she says no, that she felt neglected. She felt ignored. And it's embarrassing because she was being really vulnerable, she was feeling beautiful, and just wanted a picture. She says it's part of her personality, but she can work on it. This is why they need to talk things out and work because, you know, it's not going to change overnight. And that's kind of where they end there. I do feel like this was a conversation to have not now. Like he oh, should have yeah. <laughs> ducked it up and had this conversation the next day. 
because all he did was just put a big damper on what was supposed to be a really fun event for her. She is annoying. Mm -hmm. So there's that. (laughs) She is annoying. I understand that he's tired. I understand that he's put up with her for seven weeks. I understand all that. But wrong, wrong place, wrong time in my opinion. Yeah, especially if they've been like drinking and all of that, like this is not the time to have an argument. Yeah, for real. So then we move on to the superlatives. Um, Alexis and Kristen are hosting the award giveaway. Life of the party, Alexis. But she says she has to retire the title because her husband doesn't want her going out anymore. Well, Someone said too soon. Too soon. <laughs> Best dancer. Kristen really wanted this award because she thinks she's a really good dancer. I didn't know if she was joking. She might be joking. I don't know. I don't know. I couldn't I couldn't figure it out. But it ended up being Nate. He does a little twirl, some Michael Jackson steps. Biggest drama queen, Lindy. Accurate. Uh, most emotional. I like how Kristen was trying to sugarcoat. And she's like, when I mean emotional, I mean in touch with your feelings. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's Justin. To which Nate says, congratulations, you big baby. <laughs> it's like, damn. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it, still goes, it still goes with the rumor of them not yeah. liking each other. They're egging each other on and whatnot. Uh, most likely to save the planet. Trash picking son of a Mitch. Mitch. And uh, the award is not biodegradable. Uh, he gets back-to-back awards. He's also the class clown, which I thought was a strange, strange one for him. Because he's not really funny. <laughs> but it's more for because he makes things awkward and makes yeah. everybody cringe. And keeps talking when he shouldn't. Which mm. I thought was interesting (laughs) i wouldn't really label that as a class clown but whatever best all around stasha and she acts like she won miss america she's almost crying she's very excited about it and then this one biggest gossip alexis most appropriate for causing ben and morgan's divorce nate says in itm it got really messy she's a snitch (laughs) damn on after party she tried to say that she's not really a gossip. It's just that everybody comes to her with their secrets or whatever. And it's mm-hmm. like, okay, sure. You're I actively bet- stirring shit constantly. I bet people don't go to her now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Most think. likely most likely to stay married. This was kind of fucked up. Alexis says, Kristen and Mitch. Just kidding. It's Lindy and Miguel. So that was kind of that's kind of fucked up. Because person's like, oh my gosh, my heart stopped. Like, shocked. Not a great reaction. That's your girl. Yep. Um, they have some mushy speeches. I didn't write it down because it's just a bunch of fluff. Uh, most likely to have multiple divorces. Kristen. She makes it very awkward. She voted for herself. She she's she's offended. She would be offended if anybody else won this award. I'm like, damn. This is when I said, Miss Mama, this has had a little too much giggle mm-hmm. juice tonight because <laughs> she's a wildin'. <laughs> and Sasha says, Mitch, get it together. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, that probably didn't make him feel great. Um, all that work they did in the car. I wonder when they voted for this, before or after? <laughs> I don't know. Because I'm too on after party. Alexa said she didn't vote for the messy categories. So I don't know how this whole system worked, period. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, right. You didn't vote for the messy characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Mitch even says in an ITM that he thinks Kristen is joking because this is how he jokes. Um, but it's a bit much. <laughs> and of course, prom king and queen, Lindy and Miguel. She says this is the best moment of her life, which is sad. They have their first dance. There's some John Hughes-esque music. 
which I, you can't afford the real the real Pretty in Pink soundtrack. So they got some knockoff Pretty in Pink soundtrack. You know it. Mm-hmm. All right. So next we see everybody in the rooms. Kristen is still being super awkward with Mitch. She's like, this is so fun, right? What did you think? And he's like, yep. Except for that part where you said you didn't want to marry me. <laughs> you wanted a divorce. Um, there was that. Miguel and Lindy rehash their arguments. Uh, the conclusion is that they're still trying to figure each other out, figure out how to communicate. Lindy says it'll be easier once they get to know each other more. And um, Miguel reiterates that he wants to make sure what she is saying is reliable. And an ITM, Lindy says she didn't do anything wrong. So there's that. Their conversation gets interrupted because Nate and Stasha have come by with their sex swing. Stasha tells Lindy where to put her limbs and Nate tests it out so that she can see that it can hold her. And then Lindy gets in. She turns around on it. Um, and then Nate says to read the direction, read the fucking directions. Cause it, it was getting weird. It was getting weird in there. Um, one is there, this is their sex swing, right? This is not a brand new sex swing. Is it? No, this is the same one. Yeah. So that's, that's strange. That's the only problem I had with this. <laughs> it's like you use this already. Um, gross. <laughs> it was them doing like a full, like demonstration for me i'm like you miguel definitely has an erection right now and this is on tv why 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 are nate and stasha still here (laughs) what's going on what in the swinger hell is happening do you think they used it for sure interesting since they had such a bad date after (laughs) you think a sexy time would elevate his mood a little bit but no it seems like he just it's just building and building and building so at this point, it's nine days left till decision day, and everybody has a little date planned for the day after the prom. Alexis and Justin go to a vineyard to do a little wine tasting. They're also gifted a bottle of rosé that they plan to open on their one year. Mm. <laughs> so they sit down and start to talk about how they've increased the intimacy in their relationship by consummating their marriage. Alexis says that everyone has noticed that Justin is more smiley lately. He's got the (laughs) new booty glow. Calm yourself down, ma'am. Relax (laughs) a little bit. She also says that she's happy that they've done the deed. So now that's out of the way and they can focus on what comes next. She asks him if he thinks their energy has changed. And he says no, but she disagrees. She feels like he's more relaxed. They haven't had any arguments recently. The sexual tension is gone, so there's no pressure about that, and they can just be themselves. It's all good. Justin says that he feels like he still has the same energy as he did before because he was always looking at it from the big picture side of things. Um, Mm, I think he's acting totally different. He's more quiet, for one. He's not as chatty. (laughs) He's just like taking it all in, you know? I said this too on Twitter, uh, their whole tone with each other has absolutely changed. Yeah, it's a lot mellow. But to me, I don't know, sometimes Alexis just comes off as just like fake. She's completely fake. She is incredibly fake. I don't understand why she's in this at all at this point. Because, okay, we'll get to it later on. But I, I think she's lying through her teeth at the end. But go for it. So Justin says that coming into this experiment, he was celibate for quite a while. So to him, to have sex was more than that. He says that he's glad it happened, even though it took a while. He says the more they learn about each other, the better. 
and the better they can uh, react with one another. All of this learning and growth and stuff is going to take more than eight weeks. It cuts back to the two of them talking and Justin says that marriage can be tough and things can start out rocky, especially in their case because everything's expedited during this experiment. And he says he can't really give his all in eight weeks. He says there's a lot that he's processing and he needs more time. Alexis seems kind of offended by this and says, you know, I'm giving my 100% and my all and says that, well, Justin says that there are certain things that aren't going to happen in eight weeks. It'll happen when the time is right. But for Alexis, she doesn't feel like she needs to necessarily go through certain things to determine how she feels. That's not the type of learner that she is. She says that for her, it's better to understand Justin and how he reacts to things. And then she can use that to apply in other concepts. Justin then asks if he can be honest with her. He's worried about Alexis quitting on them. And then they just leave us with a big, your favorite, a big old cliffhanger where we don't hear the end of this conversation period Mm, okay uh so next they go to Kristen and mitch who are doing an archery activity so we see them getting all set up mitch says that him and chris are in a good spot and they're really enjoying each other's company i thought that was interesting now he's got a nickname Mm -hmm. for her all of a sudden she's not Kristen anymore she's just chris (laughs) he says that he likes seeing her have fun and succeed because it makes her happy but he is confused now because last night she voted herself for most likely to get divorced at the prom and that's putting a little sprinkle of doubt in his mind and again <laughs> now he's conflicted do i need to talk to her about this or not <laughs> so it cuts back to them with the instructor and she's having them write down a word or phrase on a piece of paper for them to shoot at so they can destroy it forever Kristen picks the word attraction aka everyone's favorite buzzword for this couple according to her She says that she's received affirmation as far as how Mitch feels about attraction towards her. And it's because he's finally said it and vocalized it. So now, Did we miss it? I guess what she got in the car was enough. Okay. Unless it was something else behind closed doors. Uh, Who knows? But she says she's ready to kill the word. And Mitch chooses Poolgate for his target. Kristen says that Mitch felt blindsided by the very tough conversation that they had at the pool party and it was very public so she understands why that's what he picked. Mitch says that the whole situation was avoidable and that they could do better so he wants to kill Poolgate. Kristen says that she has different feelings about Poolgate actually. She says she does want to shoot the arrows at the situation but She thinks that Poolgate actually led them to have this incredible weekend at the retreat because now they're just all better. Everything's fine now. Now that that forced him to say what he wasn't saying, they're good. So they hang up the signs. They shoot away. Uh, Kristen, you know, is natural. She's hitting the the target on point. Mitch isn't half bad either. Did you ever do this in PE? Yes. Yeah, we did it too in middle school. Got a big old welt on my my forearm. Yeah, it was gross. But I got an A because I hit all three on the target, which I thought was cool. I couldn't tell you what I did. I remember doing it, but that's about it. Next, we see Miguel and Lindy having their date, which is a carriage ride through wine country. In voiceover, Miguel says that the night before, they were able to get a better understanding of one another and how to communicate more effectively. So we see them out on the carriage. Lindy says that she's excited about this, that this is something she's never done before, and now this is going to be an official memory for the couple. 
boy is it. <laughs> At this point, this is when we should all start preparing ourselves to cringe because Miguel is bringing out his poetry. Immediately no. Immediately no. So Miguel- Again, bad timing. Why would he think this is good timing? I mean, what else are you supposed to do on a carriage? Point out rabbits, other animals that are hanging This was just a bad date, period. It was dumb. Mm. So so Miguel is getting his flow on, I guess. And (laughs) Lindy is not paying attention to what he's saying. She, like you said, gets distracted by a bunny she sees in the field and she points it out. And Miguel, you know, tries to brush it off and says the poetry would have been better if he had a beat. And she's like, what? And he repeats himself. And then Lindy's like, look, a dog. (laughs) Again, not paying attention to anything he's saying. So Miguel, again, tries to push on and continues and says he has another poem about himself that he wants to share. To which Lindy says, look, horse, what kind of horses do you like? And I was like, oh, wait, you said you were going to share something about yourself. Go ahead. And he proceeds to, again, spit his rhyme. And Lindy interrupts him and says, oh, I know this one because I had to ask you who Nicarus was, a.k.a. Icarus. Mm-hmm. And Miguel starts explaining to her some of the meaning behind the poem. And again, she's distracted by a different horse this time. And you can see him getting visibly frustrated. In an ITM, Miguel says it does bother him to get interrupted and talked over. He says right now he's really irritable and is basically running on fumes. So this behavior is extra annoying. (laughs) So after the carriage ride, they sit down with a bottle of wine and Lindy says they're basically in Italy now. The horses transported them through time, which time and space (laughs) are two different things, but okay. (laughs) And then... Miguel says, you know, time horses could be cool. And Lindy is like, is that a Dungeons and Dragons thing? And he's like, says, well, it could be. And then he starts going on this whole long in-depth explanation on how the magical spell would work in conjunction with the horse's cadence and all this stuff. And Lindy interrupts him to talk about people taking pictures on iPhones and is just like finding it hysterical. Miguel does not find this funny. And then it turns into an awkward silence and Lindy asks how he's doing. And he says, I don't even want to talk anymore because you're just going to get distracted by something stupid. So I'm just not even going to say anything. I'm just going to sit here and drink my wine. And uh, this is when, well, Miguel again says that he doesn't want to talk to her if she can't even pay attention, especially if he's talking about something he cares about. And this is when Lindy admits what I've been saying the whole time. She's a total bird brain. She can't focus. Mm -hmm. She's... Not to diagnose anybody, but she's giving big ADHD energy. Oh, yeah. And she asks him for some grace. And he says that he gets that. But don't expect him to be having these heartfelt conversations if you're going to be pointing out bunnies and puppies instead of listening. Lindy says that it's part of her personality. But Miguel says that it's ridiculous. It's been five minutes and you pointed out 10 different things. Miguel says he doesn't know or he says he doesn't want to feel like he's competing for her attention. Um, this is when Lindy says she's never had anyone be so offended by this quality. And this is when Miguel gets petty and says, well, you never had a husband that stuck around. Yikes. So romantic. Yeah. This is when it takes a turn. Lindy goes on the defense and is like, well, have you had a wife that stuck around? And she says that she's still trying to learn Miguel and his triggers, but Miguel feels like she should know this by now already. He's had a super busy week. 
and coming into this weekend he was already low energy and that he's brought up his frustrations to her and to her attention and that he's over having to do it because obviously it's not registering yeah at this point this is when lindy brings out the tears and walks away there was questions about this online was this real or performative because it seems like every time the going gets tough lindy gets to crying mm-hmm. you know but there were so many people against miguel they're like i think i saw a post about um him being scary i think somebody compared him to um what's that julie roberts movie uh, sleeping with the enemy the guy's like a wife beater and and i was like you can just tell he's like fed up and anybody in those circumstances would also be fed up if you're pouring your heart to somebody and they're not even listening or validating what you're saying like yeah you're gonna get frustrated uh, you know and it was so um oh what's the word uh dismissive dismissive of her like he's saying the poem even though it's like if I, I, I get it lindy you probably hear these damn poems all the time and you're like yeah that's, that's good but she was just like yeah that's great that's a good one thanks for sharing <laughs> thanks for sharing <laughs> you know so i get it i get it on her end but also wrong time wrong place miguel don't spit your poetry when she's so distracted and you know she's going to be distracted but also shame on lindy for not paying attention to her partner's needs and wants you know they're both in this in the wrong but yeah like we said before she at this point is crying she gets up and walks away from the table and is getting comfort from a producer it looked like she says that she's tired of not feeling like she's enough for miguel she feels like she's bowing down to him and it's still not enough so now she has to contemplate on what's the point where she's going to put her foot down and tell him either you love me and accept me or you don't. Then we see Miguel apologize to her and they sit back down at the table. Miguel says he's sorry he pushed her to the point that she cried. And Lindy says that at this point she feels like shit and she doesn't know where they can go from here. Miguel says he needs to be more patient and less sensitive and learn how to approach Lindy in a way that doesn't make her feel attacked. Lindy says that she feels like she's being nitpicked by him and that's why it's hard because she feels like she's trying. Then Miguel starts talking about blow-ups because he feels like the arguments they've had so far have been explosive and Lindy thinks they haven't really been anything at all. She's like, oh, that's cute. <laughs> she says that she feels like a blow-up is being over-emotional, lashing out, being crazy, but they've just been having a very dialogued uh, mature conversation now was she not just there five minutes ago when she stormed away from the table crying okay um, i thought i'd just imagine that i'm pretty sure i saw that on on the tv nope that's no. just a blip not a blow up oh, okay then they get into this dialogue or she gets into this dialogue again about bad lindy you don't want to see bad lindy oh when mad lindy comes out boy just wait once mad lindy is here you're never gonna forget it and da 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 you can't handle it and all this stuff. I'm like, when? When are we going to see this? Because I'm tired of hearing about it already. <laughs> I don't think we'll see it. Because it doesn't exist. And if it does, I don't I don't even know. Well, it's like Patrick Cal said, it's come out two times in 30 years. Like, unless just, Miguel is going and cheating, then I don't think it's going to happen. I just don't even understand what she's trying to do with this narrative for herself. Like, yeah. what? Are you, what? <laughs> what is it supposed to be? I don't get it. Mm, I don't know who anybody who has like a professional career why would they even go on this show um fame and money I guess oh uh, yeah that was the end of that 
Yep, while that mess is all unraveling, uh, the guys are chilling, waiting for Miguel, and the ladies are making dinner. So they're waiting for Miguel. Justin says that they're, they're really stressing him out, and Mitch is hoping they don't miss dinner. And he says they're a little late. I'm not going to question their entire marriage. And flash back to the girls in the kitchen. They're cooking, wondering where Lindy is. Stasha then brings up that uh, Justin has announced to everyone that him and Alexis have had sex. And Kristen says her instinct is to say congratulations, but she's going to go against that and say, how does that make you feel? To which Alexis says she hates her. But yeah, she confirms they did have sex. The first time was awkward. And then ITM, she says his stamina wasn't there and she wants him to be dominant. And that doesn't happen, apparently. She says in the past, if you were to meet your husband and it wasn't, the sex wasn't good, would you stay? Stasha says, yes, sex isn't a determining factor for her. I'm going to say she's lying hmm. there since it's been such a, a big factor in her current marriage. I think it's extremely important to her. Kristen says that it's incredible if, you know, it's like Animal Planet, but it doesn't have to be like that. Alexis agrees and she said that she's stayed in relationships before when, when the sex wasn't bombed, but she's here for other reasons. I think she's lying. I think this has sealed the deal. Um, if the sex is bad, she's out. And mm -hmm. from here on out, I think she's just going to be playing nice. Um, so then we go back um, to the guys and Miguel and Lindy finally arrive. They comment on how Miguel looks like he's golfing. Uh, he's dressed like he's going golfing. And Lindy says she's always golfing, whatever that means. <laughs> Didn't quite pick that up. Uh, they tell him that he's a little late. So we decided to question the whole marriage. And he tells them, yeah, that, you know, they got into an argument. Wasn't great. The guys want to know... What would put, oh, I think Nate suggests it. He's like, what's going to put you in a better mood? Should we bring out the sex swing again? To which Justin wants an explanation on this swing. Is it made for six, eight people? Nate looks at him like he's the dumbest guy in the whole world. He's like, well, you can get in it, but it's for him. It's for the woman. They go back to the ladies. Alexis says that she's not into sex toys. That That's what her man is for. Kristen mouths that she has three toys uh, just for her own sake and stasha says you know toys elevate sex and that's why they're so important to have alexa says that she's a pleaser as long as she's in it then it's gonna be great they don't need toys okay yeah <laughs> i'm gonna suggest that you may need a toy or two in there um considering what she just said in the previous scene um they then they then ask uh Kristen about mitch she says it's been a minute since they've had sex she's conflicted because if it's rocky, they're up and down relationships, so do you still do it? So she's just hanging in there, um, to which Alexis says, that's a great dialogue, but it felt like a monologue. We switch back to Mitch, and he's saying he's feeling good, um, They that she bested him in archery, but she kind of apologized for Poolgate, so she can't bring that up anymore. Um, Kristen says that she's glad Poolgate happened. Uh, that really led to them to have a great conversation and be in a great place right now. Sasha then asks if she's a yes or a maybe on decision day. She says, that's a great question. The wife in her wants to say yes. The woman in her wants to say no. Is it good enough? Is the good enough in the eight weeks to give it more time? Alexis asks if she's willing to give it more time and there's silence. She says there's crickets. Kristen says that time to her is valuable. Her ovaries aren't getting any younger. But then Sasha has her little two cents. She says, you're not going to find someone who's perfect, but is this worth it? And then cliffhanger thoughts. Hmm. 
No. <laughs> so then we get to a small scene where they have busted out the vibrating panties. Sasha and Nate brought the panties. They're fully charred, ready to go. And she thinks it's going to be really exciting wearing them during dinner. Nate is loving this. She says this is building trust and intimacy. He comments on how loud the vibrator is. And she goes um, and puts them on. Nate starts to read the directions and there's some giggles behind the door. And then, of course, we get to the Lindy Miguel blow up. I will call it a blow up. They're dressed for dinner and Lindy is trying to take some sunset pics. She then asks a producer to take a video of her. Miguel looks offended that she didn't ask him. So again, I see where she's coming from here because... He, she was he was offended when he she did ask him earlier and now he's offended when he she doesn't ask him now well too she, before the first time she didn't really ask him she told him this is true yeah she did have she was rude about it and he was sleeping so I get it but she does bring a point up here he was relaxing he was sitting on the couch taking the moment in maybe this was a bad time too I I do have to maybe attribute this to her weird upbringing she can't read a room mm-mm she can't read a room at all. Her social skills are very lacking. So maybe he needs to understand that more. Maybe she needs to work on it more. It, again, it's both of their problems. He then says he wants her to understand that he can take the pics or videos. She just needs to know how to read the room. She says she can't win with him. He feels like she doesn't understand him at all. And she says she's trying to understand his energy levels, but it's just whatever she's doing isn't working. Miguel says that it's important that she understands that because eventually he's going to stop explaining himself and give up. She says that she was just playing it safe because it seemed like he was enjoying the sunset. And here we have the title, Can I Have a Hug? And he says, no, no hug for you. He then says he's getting upset because she says she understands and then she doesn't. So which is it? You understand? You don't understand. Lindy says that she's going to... She's not, she's just not going to talk anymore. Again, she's shutting down. She's feeling attacked. Miguel says that he just wants her to mean what you say and say what you mean. That's all he wants. She can't say anything. Everything she's doing is wrong. He's going to make her crazy. She does a little crazy laugh. She says that he was mad when she asked the producer to take the picture and he says he wasn't. But he looked visibly mad. I will give her that. She says that he's gaslighting her by saying she's gaslighting him. He still says he's not mad. And she does the crazy laugh. And when she was denied the hug, that's really what set her off. And he just says, I don't feel close to you right now. I don't want to hug. There's a bunch of crosstalk. I didn't write it down. She says that if she asks what's wrong, that's wrong. And if she doesn't ask what's wrong, that's wrong too. He says that she doesn't know what nuance is and or any of his nuances. And she says she's trying to learn and she's trying to understand. But he feels like... They'll just have, at this point, they just need an edit out. To which he says that feels like a threat. She uses this often in all their arguments that when he says something, it's a threat. He says, no, it's whether we can or cannot be with each other. She says, no, it's if I'm doing what you want, when you want it, how you want it done. That's what she's hearing. Miguel tries to say that all of that stuff applies to him too. He can let things go and be more communicative to her. And again, Lindy says she's damned if she do, she's damned if she don't. She's trying really hard. And she's then at this point starts to ugly cry. The producer tells her that she doesn't have to go down to the dinner. And then she goes off into her room and starts crying. Um, there's a little moment there. Miguel goes and knocks on the door. 
and she tells him that she's been holding back tears for a long time and she can't anymore. She brings up the hug and says that the rejection is just what is so painful to her. And he says it wasn't rejection. He's going back and forth on opening up to her, but she wants to be in on this process. And he says maybe it's too soon, maybe in years, but not seven weeks. Is he going to let her in on that process? He felt too disconnected to hug her. And if he did hug her, it'd be the fakest fucking hug ever. In an ITM, he says that his negative side is disagreeable, moody, low-key, disrespectful. Um, he tells her that they might have hit a wall. And Lindy says that worries her because everything has been so smooth. It feels like he's looking for a reason not to be with her, especially since she has a tendency to be inconsiderate and a tendency to not be able to read a room. So she's going to think that everything is great until he can tell her that it's not. So that's all on him. And that's where it ends. Mess. 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 Mm-hmm. All right. So next we see our other three couples, minus Miguel and Lindy, sit down for dinner. The other couples kind of talk about it a little bit. They agree that Miguel and Lindy have their own thing going on. And... They are working on that issue and they prefer not to do it at the dinner table for once, which is why they're absent. (laughs) And then it cut to a weird interview of Stasha just randomly blurting out that Alexis and Justin consummated their marriage. I don't know why this was put here because it had nothing to do with anything anybody was talking. It just randomly went to them talking about this. Hmm. Um, she also talks about how Alexis was very nonchalant about the whole thing. Alexis, like we were saying before, says that she's a pleaser. So as long as her husband's happy, she's happy. In response to the question, did you enjoy it? And Nate's like, oh, so she just avoided the question altogether. <laughs> which is absolutely what happened. Yep. So it goes back to everybody at the table And Kristen says that she's just been thinking about the weekend and what she's learned. She says that it was fun to be at the retreat with Mitch and that the two of them are having a really good time together. And they even kiss on it. And Stasha is all excited because she says this is the first time she's ever seen them do that or interact like that. (laughs) But then Miss Shitster Alexis tries to bring back up the drama and asks Mitch, so are you attracted to Kristen now? Oh my god. And Mitch did the right thing and he says he is attracted to Kristen and he says it firmly. There's no more questioning about this because it's off the table. It's dead along with Poolgate. So we're not talking about it anymore point blank period. So nice try Alexis. You got shut down. (laughs) At this point we see Nate under the table with the remote for the uh, vibrating underwear. And then we get a whole too long montage of Stasha fidgeting and squirming and wiggling around at the table being super obvious. I will admit the entire time I was laughing out loud. I haven't laughed that hard in a long time, but I just enjoyed seeing her suffer. It was really funny. Yeah, she's like, I have no idea what anybody said during that entire dinner. I (laughs) don't know what was going on. She's out of her mind. That's hilarious. At this point, she's being so obvious that Alexis is like, are you okay? It's like (laughs) you're wearing vibrating panties or something. She's like sweating. Miss, I don't have a toy, says it's like 
You're wearing vibrating pants. Hmm. I think she has toys. I'm certain she does. She's full of shit. <laughs> yeah. You know what? She has vagina molds. And exactly. All that kind of She's sex positive. Yeah. She totally has toys. Liar. So at this point, Stasha can't stand it anymore and like runs back into the house. And a few seconds later, Nate runs right after her uh, back at the table. Both Alexis and Kristen say that they're allies and they support it. <laughs> So maybe they're going to pass these underwear around too. Yeah, no. Sharing is caring, Gross. apparently, to this group. No. Uh, back inside, we see Stasha and Nate, and he's saying he's sorry he didn't understand how the remote worked. He didn't study those instructions long enough. Nope. And he asks if she's okay, and she says no, that she's left swollen with shaking legs. And again, I'm <laughs> like, why are you telling us this? This is too much. <laughs> This is when they do the like close-up shot of the box and packaging and all that stuff mm. for an extended period. This is someone's accountant. <laughs> when you Google your accountant, this is what's going to come up. It's two separate things. Uh, which is fine. It should be. Accountants need to have a life too. Not when it's on national TV. <laughs> okay, that part. I'm all for it. Not on national TV though. I don't know. So after that, it goes to a break. And when we come back, Lindy and Miguel have rejoined the group and they're having dinner finally. And they kind of explain what's been going on with them. Miguel says that they were upstairs because he's been out of line and hasn't been taking Lindy's needs into account. He says that he's also been stuck in his head about his own needs. And at this point, they're just trying to make the best out of the situation. He talks about, again, coming into the weekend, being drained. And that he's been really moody and grumpy and has been taking it out on Lindy. And he feels bad. He says he needs to learn how to deal with her in a kinder way so that she doesn't feel attacked, like he said before. At this point, he's just trying to make things right. Lindy, before saying anything about him, thanks the group for making dinner first. And then says, oh, well, thank you for saying what you said, Miguel. <laughs> in a voiceover, Lindy says that... I might have just been hungry this entire time. Somebody just feed the poor girl. That is true. We have heard about her hanger. Mm -hmm. uh, at this point, we get a voiceover from Lindy, and she says the weekend has been an emotional roller coaster, but she does love Miguel, and she hopes that they can move past this in the end. So then it cuts back to the couples in the kitchen, and Mitch is looking for Kristen. And then in this totally fake staged scene, we see Kristen say that imitation is the best form of flattery and she comes out in drag as Mitch. <laughs> There's a whole routine for comedic relief. Uh, luckily, Mitch is a good sport and he thinks it's hilarious. He says he loves seeing Kristen's take on him and he really likes this side of her. He's like crying laughing. He's like digging it. And I can appreciate that he understands how ridiculous he is and can laugh yes. at it. Yes, definitely. Because it could definitely have gone another way if he got pissy about it. Mm -hmm. He says that he feels good. He's got a little more pep in his step these days. And he hopes that they can just keep their momentum going for the next couple of weeks. But yeah, that was the end of their night. So the next day, they are regrouping. They have dodgeball as their activity, their final activity of the couple's retreat. Well, dodgeball is such a, a violent sport. Um, I would think this is not the greatest thing to mm -hmm. do at a couple's retreat, but whatever. It's funny. Uh, Miguel and Nate are the captains, team captains. So on Nate's team, it's Nate, Mitch, Lindy, and Alexis. Miguel's team is Miguel, Kristen, Stasha, and Justin. 
Um, Lindy is is very competitive, um, and she's really into it. There's a whole montage of everybody going at each other. At one point, Lindy and Alexis both team up and go for Miguel. I go high, you go low, and they get them in the gonads, according to Miguel. It's a pretty good strategy, but Miguel's ego is definitely bruised at this point. Um, Kristen does a really funny, like, flailing move. She has no idea what she's doing. According to Alexis, Nate has a cannon. He has an arm. Lindy catches everything. And Mitch can be the mascot. So they're doing pretty well. (laughs) So at one point, it comes down to Nate and Miguel. Lindy tells Nate to throw the balls in rapid fire, one after the other, to get Miguel out. And Miguel's like, damn, whose side are you on? And she says that she's on her side. He goes, well, I'm on your side, too. This is where I'm thinking, Miguel... Not how competition works. Yeah, the people are not liking you here at this point. This is the point where I'm like, okay, you're too much. This is a game. Remember with the axe throwing, how good he was? as He was such a good sport about losing. I thought that's how he was going to react here, but no. <laughs> not at all. I didn't think that either. Anyway, like, I thought he was just being passive-aggressive. Yeah, for sure. So, um, yeah, so he he's like, I'm on your side, too. And Alexa shouts, not today, uh, to which Miguel says, well, that's good to know. It's just a game, Lindy shouts, but in the end, Nate gets him. He even shouts, how does it feel to be a loser? <laughs> he says it stings and it sucks. And that he wanted a little affirmation from his wife. And um, yeah, and at ITM, Lindy says that Miguel had an outburst during dodgeball. He wanted her to be a cheerleader and that didn't happen. She says she feels defeated the whole weekend has felt like she has been doing the wrong doing and saying the wrong thing the entire time. So after the game, the team split up and they start talking about what had just happened. Lindy feels she starts by saying, I feel like some feelings were hurt. And we're like, oh, yeah. Nate says he didn't even realize what was happening. He was just playing the game. And Lindy's like, yeah, that's what you do. You play your hardest and you talk shit and it's just what happened. But she feels like Miguel feels that she wasn't on his team, but hello, she wasn't. And she's very competitive and it's just how it played out. Mitch asks if this will blow over or is it going to be a thing? And she's like, it's totally a thing. Nate and Alexis think this is like residual from before of their crappy, crappy weekend. She says that they're just so exhausted. It's been an emotional weekend and it's been absolutely terrible. Alexis then asks if Miguel would have received this better if they didn't have such an emotional weekend. And she's like, yeah, this is not normal, Miguel. He's going through some things. On the flip side, Miguel's with his team and he's saying that he's still trying to learn. She doesn't yell, but her tone gets high. And when that happens, he starts to shut down. He tries to de-escalate the situation and he feels like he's censoring himself and walking on eggshells. They go back to Lindy and her team. She says that it's an intense process and she doesn't know how to support him. She has to learn that and they can't really expect to be perfect right off the bat all of the time. At this point, she starts crying. She tells them that her being herself with Miguel is never right. She can't even open her mouth, joke around, everything she's doing is not right and this is blindsiding because they've been doing so well the whole time this language here is triggering for a lot of people and i can see that but i don't know and i hate to not believe her mm-hmm. but i feel like it's being it's drama it's mm-hmm. just dramatic um especially when she says it's been good all this time until now so i don't know that's just my take on it but 
that language she uses that she can't, she can't talk. She's not doing, you know, ugh, I don't like that. I don't like it at all. But I also think she's just so immature and dramatic. Also that. Yeah. Um, back with Miguel, he says it's like a cycle. He despises the person he's becoming. Then he becomes reactive. Things keep happening and he feels disconnected like she's not really getting him. In an ITM, Stasha says she wants to say she sees a change in Miguel, but she can't. She thinks he's just trying to get through the eight weeks like he originally said in the beginning. Lindy is dramatic and emotional, but it's probably tough for Miguel to navigate that because he's not used to dealing with someone like that. Back with Lindy, she says she feels beat down. She's still trying to learn, but she's trying to implement what she has learned. And when she's doing that, six more things go down that she's doing wrong and she's uh, disrespecting him. She says the hardest part is that when things happen, he starts pulling away and she hates that rejection. Back with Miguel, he says that he loves her and he wants to continue, but he just doesn't know. Now, it concludes with Lindy saying that she's worried that he's met his limit. One thing goes wrong and he's ready to bounce. This weekend has been awful, but she can't feel like a punching bag anymore. So that's the episode. Man. And next week (laughs) looks interesting. I don't remember what happens with them next week. What I do remember is Kristen saying that she can't imagine life without Mitch. And I was like, really? Um, (laughs) That's the one that sticks out. Uh, I see Maya coming back Mm -hmm. and Justin talking to his friend. That's another part I remember. But I don't remember Lindy and Miguel. I don't remember specifically, but I remember being like, there's a lot happening here. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we shall see next week. Mm-hmm. We're getting close. I We're know. Almost a week to decision day. It's going to be good. I wonder how accurate Married at First Sight fans' predictions are. I'm sure they're 100% correct because they work for the show. <laughs> Duh. Oh, okay. Well, that's the show. Thanks so much for tuning in again. We appreciate your support. If you have any cheese mag, go ahead and send it to us via Instagram at Cheese McQueens Podcast and on Twitter at Cheese McQueens. Every Wednesday, Igby live tweets the episode and it's always a party there. So go ahead and join her. Also, if you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to rate, review, and subscribe and share because that's how other cheese mosas find us. Anything else, Igby? No. <laughs> okay. All right. Bye. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> a lazy saturday Meh. yawn bye yeah say bye i did okay